hello, everybody. It's been a hot minute. I've missed preaching. I haven't preached since uh, before Bennett was born. Last year is the last time I preached. I preached a lot at the end of last year, so I think you guys got an overdose of me, and then since then I haven't preached. Well, I appreciate it, Erica, but there is such thing. <laughs> I'm a strong personality. <laughs> um, who here has seen the movie Onward? The new movie Onward. It's new, the new Disney Pixar movie. You should have watched it. You got to tell your parents it was Holy Spirit. It wasn't. <laughs> well, we have been doing a series called... ALF at the movies. We just kicked it off last week. Who remembers what John preached on? What movie he preached on? All right, that's good to know. No, it's who? Cyrus. Overcomer. Overcomer. And this week I'm preaching on the movie Onward. Um, if you haven't seen the movie Onward, no, that's a different movie. If you haven't seen the movie Onward yet, it's about two brothers uh, who have completely opposite personality types. Their name is Ian and Barley. And Ian is a sensitive, creative, kind of pessimist. Now, any pessimist you talk to, they will all tell you they're a realist. They're not a realist. They're a pessimist. Don't let them lie to you. <laughs> and uh, Barley is the adventurous, fearless, optimist, you know, the wild child. That's Barley. And uh, they have to go on a quest because their dad died when they were tiny. They have to go on a quest to try to get their dad back for a full 24 hours. And so they have to work together, which how many of you know that when you have an opposite personality of somebody else, how easy is it for you to work with them? It does not work out very well, right? So these two brothers have to go on a quest for something they really want, which is their dad back. And so... Um, I'm just going to start it off with a movie clip, so long as Isaac has it ready. Do you have it ready? It starts at 10.15. Yeah. Well, while he's bringing that up, um, I'll just start by saying what I'm talking about tonight. So tonight is all about relationships. And I'm not talking about relationships with the opposite gender, like marriage although it does pertain to it. I'm talking about any relationship, specifically relationships that give you friction in your life. Relationships with your siblings, relationships with your parents, relationships with that person in school that drives you crazy, which is also sometimes your sibling, in your case. <laughs> so that's what I'm preaching on tonight. Isaac's got the first one. So we're just going to bring it on to... Um, so at this point... They're just opening it up, talking about their personality types, and this is where you start to see their, their relationship as brothers and how, how they struggle because of their opposite personalities. Okay, how many of you know that that looked painful? <laughs> that looked very painful. <laughs> On both of their ends, it looked painful. <laughs> Both of the brothers had a lot of pain in that, and you also see that they have some friction in the relationship. Um, you know, I've heard it said once before that our relationship with Jesus would be easy 
cakewalk if it wasn't for other people. If it wasn't for everybody else on the planet, our relationship with Jesus would be simple. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Because relationships often hurt. And if you're in a relationship that has never hurt, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you've never been hurt or had hurt feelings, I would argue that your relationship is shallow. I would argue that it's not a real relationship because relationships just do. They hurt. And so um, I wanted to talk to you guys about a place in the Bible that is often referenced, but I kind of wanted to look at it through the lens of relationships. And I'm going to talk about Genesis 37. Who here knows what that is? Just by saying that. Genesis 37. Stop it, Isaac. Nobody? You do? What is it? It's Joseph. Joseph. If you guys have ever heard of Joseph with his coat of many colors and his brothers who were the worst, it's that. That's what everybody references it, is that Joseph had the coat of many colors. Basically, it's Joseph's a 17-year-old dude. He has a bunch of brothers. They all hate him. He's the favorite of his dad, and his parents, his, his siblings hate him for it. And so... Basically, they sell him into slavery. They were going to kill him, but they decide to be merciful by selling him into slavery. And then he works his way to the top, and then, um, and then he's basically the second in command to the king, et cetera, et cetera, as life moves on. So um, I want to talk about that. Um, who here thinks that there's a hero in the story? And if you do, who is it? Who's the hero in the story of Joseph? Who's the hero? Erica? Joseph? Anybody else has an idea who the hero in the story is? Bennett? No? Okay. Um, I would argue, a lot of people say that it's Joseph, that Joseph is the hero in the story. He's the one that everybody highlights, him in his beautiful coat standing there. But I would argue that there is no hero in the story except Jesus. But as far as people in the story goes, it's not Joseph, it's not his dad, it's not his brothers, that's for sure, but there is no hero in the human beings of the story. And I would also like to mention that anybody in the Old Testament that you say is a hero isn't actually the hero, it's the Lord. He's always the hero because we're all humans who are flawed. So um, I want to look at it through the lens of of what God doesn't want us to do in relationships that hurt. Because relationships do hurt often, and you see it a lot through the story of Joseph. You see his relationship with his dad was hurt. His relationship with his brothers were hurt. His brother's relationship to their dad was hurt. And so um, I want us to kind of look at what we do in relationships and what we don't do, firstly. Firstly, what we don't do. So the first thing I have is that God does not want us to fight relationships that are painful. And that's hard. That's it. Was that Bennett? Yeah. <laughs> God does not want us to fight the relationships that are hard in our lives. Joseph's brothers got along with everybody but Joseph. If, if, if you think that Joseph's brothers were just a bunch of trash human beings, that's not true because you're forgetting that they all got along with each other. They all had a problem with one guy, and it was Joseph. 
So you can't just say that they were the worst and they don't get along with anyone because they did get along with each other, right? <laughs> so it says to me that they're not murderous jerks. They, they do have something in them, but they were human beings, right? So I just wanted to start off by saying something that you can grasp very practically to this is that being kind to one person or being kind to most people does not give you the freedom to treat someone else terribly. So just because you get along with everybody else and you say, see, look, I'm a great person. I can get along with everybody, except this guy. It's his fault that we can't get along. It's this sibling's fault. I get along with the rest of my siblings. This person, though, they're the reason. They're the reason. Yeah, that's something that you can grasp from this. It's still wrong, guys. You can't just use your relationships that are good in life to give you an excuse to treat other relationships terrible. I know that it sounds like, duh, but like we do it all the time though, right? I do it all the time with my own life. Um, so I want you guys to figure out and start thinking to yourselves, where have I justified my poor actions towards someone that are hard to love? Where have I started to justify my actions? Because the more that you do that, the more that you start looking like a murderous jerk to people. <laughs> because you'll start to justify the things you do when it's not your job to justify the things that you do. And I see it all the time with Luella and Milo, right? I'll literally catch Luella hit Milo upside the head. And I'll be like, dude, Luella, what the heck? And she'll be like, Baba, like he was doing something to me. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you're a jerk right back to him. That's not cool. And so uh, that's a really small example of what we do in life, right? We start by saying, listen, I have justified actions. It was them. It was them. I get along with everybody else, but it was them. So I just wanted to say that uh, nobody is faultless. Nobody is faultless when it comes to relationships. Everybody messes up every once in a while. If you have, yes? Yeah, okay. Accept Jesus. Always assume accept Jesus. <laughs> Everyone messes up every once in a while. It takes two to fight, remember? It takes two to fight. So if you are fighting with your sibling, it is not solely their responsibility why you're fighting. It takes two. Bethel has this saying that I love and that, and that I've loved to say in my own life and when I think about other people. Um, when you hear somebody saying that whoever is in their life is a terrible person, that they do all these things to them and they're rude, they're mean, they're backstabbing, they have this friend that's just the worst in school or they're a bully and nobody, you know, Everybody hates them because they're a bully. Um, something that Bethel says really speaks to me, which is uh, a lot of people talk about monsters. People are monsters. This, this person, this significant other, this sister of mine, they're a monster. But Bethel says wherever there's a monster, where the, wherever there's a Frankenstein, there's a mad scientist somewhere behind it. And I love that phrase because it really speaks to the fact that it takes two. And if somebody's a murderous, mean, angry person, there's usually somebody behind them who's trying to pick at them and trying to prompt them to do these things. 
And so I just thought that that was a really funny quote that I've loved for a long time. Um, we have to start believing that when the Bible says love changes lives, that it's true, right? We're believers. We believe that the Bible is true. We believe that it's faultless. But when the Bible says that love changes lives, we think, well, yeah, that's true. It changed my life. But, like, not this person. But, like, not my crummy dad. It's not going to change his life. But not this jerk that I've seen at Sunday school. Like, not this person. Not my sister. Can't be her. But everybody else is fine. Yeah, love, love's great. Love, God's love changed people's lives. But, like, except this person. I want you to think about that person tonight. Because that person was put in your life for a reason. Uh, the next thing is that God does not want us to tolerate painful relationships in our lives. So the first one was God does not want you to fight with the relationships in our lives. The second one is don't tolerate the people in our lives. And what I mean by that is this. Oh my gosh, John. How dare you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't tolerate. What I mean by that is this. Joseph's dad never once in this whole story addressed the issue between his sons. He never tried to fix it. And he never said, sons, I don't love Joseph more than you guys. I love you all the same. Like, he never said that. He avoided his issues. He simply coexisted with his family instead of engaging with them, right? God doesn't want you to just coexist with your family. He doesn't want you to just coexist with your friends. He wants you to be in relationships with them. And a lot of times we see that it, it doesn't work, right? None of these work, by the way. But a lot of times we see that this one doesn't work. At the beginning of this movie onward, we see them tolerating each other, right? You saw them up there tolerating each other. They're like simply roll, giving an eye roll every once in a while without ever sharing how they feel, without ever sharing or facing their problems that they have in their relationship. They just simply coexist as opposed to having a relationship. Um, I have the next, if you want to pull the next one up, whoever is up there. Gregory? Gregory, if you want to pull the next one up, it's at 50, 56. That's supposed to be their, well, it's, he's not technically their stepdad yet. It's their mom's boyfriend. So we can only cover up our problems for so long, right? You can only have enough, I don't know, they run out eventually, right? And we saw that with them. I don't know the way magic works when it's obvious that that's exactly what happened. Um, Relationships aren't meant to stay stagnant. You can either move forward and get closer in your relationships, or you can drift apart. Those are the two things that we have an option to do when we're in a relationship with someone. And that's what was happening with these brothers. They were starting to get closer, and all of these things that they've avoided for so long started to come to the surface, and they couldn't ignore it anymore. It's really hard 
but it's very important to remember when to bring things up. If you are going to say something that you regret and you're angry, it's okay to take a step back. It's okay if you're going to be angry and you're going to speak something that you don't actually mean for you to take a minute, right? But what we don't need to do is a lot of times when we do that, when we say, you know, we feel this anger rising up in us and we say, I'm just going to take a minute, relax. I don't want to ruin my relationship. You decide, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I don't need to bring it up. Oh, well, maybe I was overreacting. I, I think I'm okay. And then what happens? Next time that you have an issue, you realize, oh, I actually haven't forgotten about that thing. I'm still mad. I'm still mad about that thing. And it builds, right? And it goes over and over and over again until you explode because you didn't face your problem. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say is that God doesn't want us to run from painful relationships in our lives. So what were these three? The first one is God doesn't want us to fight with the relationships that are painful. Second one is that God doesn't want us to run from painful relationships. And the third one, sorry, then it's distracting. This, the third one is God doesn't want us difficult to listen to. So God doesn't want us to fight with relationships that are painful. God doesn't want us to tolerate painful relationships. And remember, by that I meant not tolerate as in you run away, but tolerate as in God doesn't want us to just simply tolerate the people around us and coexist. He wants us to be in relationships. And the last one is that God does not want us to run. Um, the next one, if you wanted to bring it up, is at 116.00. And this one's a little painful. Painful to watch. Um, they didn't treat each other nicely, did they? Um, how many of you guys have heard the term toxic people? Toxic people in your lives. Get them toxic people out. You deserve better. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Um, a lot of times when they say toxic people, they talk about you don't deserve to be treated this way. You deserve to be treated with kindness. You're great and people should treat you that way. You don't deserve to be ran over. You deserve to have this, that, or the other thing. Um, this was Joseph's issue. He decided that he deserved the dream, which is not wrong, necessarily. He did deserve dreams. He deserved dreams from the Lord. But Joseph's problem is that he deserved dreams in his mind more than his siblings. Um, his brothers deserved the coat of many colors just as much as Joseph did. They were just as much children of the Lord and children of their father as Joseph was. But Joseph didn't, I don't think he thought that. I think he thought he was the chosen one because his father told him he was. Um, 
I have in my life people, but specifically one person, that is really hard for me to get along with, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that, Isaac. It's you. I'm just kidding. It's not him. It's not him. <laughs> Every relationship has a hard time in it sometimes. But I'm talking about I have somebody who I have a really hard time with, guys. This person struggles with mental health issues, and they run me over, and they're mean and rude to me, completely disrespectful. And a lot of people in my life have told me that I don't deserve to be treated that way. Thanks, man. But it's true. I don't deserve to be treated that way, but nobody deserves to be treated that way, right? Um, I've thought about cutting them out multiple times, and there have been multiple times that I've planned a conversation with them to say, you're not in my life anymore. I can't handle you. Uh, you make me the worst version of myself, right? How many of you have somebody in your lives that makes you the worst version of yourself? They make you mad. They make you mad. Most of the time, they're like siblings or family members, right? Because you're the worst behaved around your family. But here they are in my life. Over and over again, I think to myself, I want to get rid of this person. God, take this person out of my life. I hate them. But like here they are, though. <laughs> They're still in my life. They're still a part of me. And I end up asking God, why have you put them in my life? Over and over and over again, I've asked God, why are they in my life if all they do is treat me like trash? Why? And to be honest, there is some situations, ones that break the law, sexual sin, stuff like that. Yes, fair. If somebody is, like, hitting you, Give yourself some distance, my friend. <laughs> if it's breaking the law, don't be a part of that relationship. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody who's being a jerk. <laughs> That's different. And um, I feel like often in life, people do this. And this is a huge trend in our culture, guys. This idea of, I deserve better than that, and so I'm going to cut this person out of my life. Um but you can't run from pain in relationships. It's not possible. If it's not one person, it's gonna end up being another person because you cannot outrun pain. As long as we live in a fallen world, pain inevitably happens. And trying to protect yourself from getting hurt will only leave you empty of relationships. Isaiah 53, three through six. Um, I'm going to pull it up on my phone. If you guys want to pull it up, I highly suggest it. It's an amazing passage. And um, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. 3 through 6. Think of this in light of us. And in light of us being the one who's the toxic person in Jesus' life. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him, and he looked and looked the other way. He was despised, and we, do not, we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried, 
It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we, we, we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Like all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. I'm just going to read a little bit more. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he didn't open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants and that his life was cut short from midstream. Um, that toxic person in your life, Jesus has endured way more than that, way more than you're enduring with that person from you. If it wasn't for Jesus, if we treated him the way that we treat others in our lives, if, if Jesus would have treated us that way, I should say, he would have cut us out a long time ago and we would have never known him. And I'm not saying this is the truth for everyone in every situation, but I am saying it's the truth a lot of times. Sometimes we need to endure long. Sometimes love endures long and it's hard and it's painful. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong. It means it's right when it hurts. He's the example of what it looks like to sacrifice your desires, your wants, to get hurt intentionally to put yourself under the bus so that way others can know him. He didn't cut off our relationship with him just because we were toxic people. He leaned in more. And sometimes that's what we need to do. Um, I just want you guys, if there's one thing you guys leave with tonight, I want you guys to know that if your relationship with, her, with people hurts, that doesn't mean it's wrong. Lean into Jesus like he wants to lean into you when times hurt. We are often much quicker to receive mercy and grace than we are to give it to others. A lot of times we'll give ourselves the benefit of the doubt and say, well, I was having a hard day. But we don't give that same respect to the people who hurt us. A lot of times we'll say, that was at my worst moment and they chose to attack me then. As opposed to being like, maybe that was their worst moment. Um, in the end, there was reconciliation for Joseph and his brothers. We see in Genesis 45, um, I'll just read it because I have time and you guys are stuck here, so you're welcome. Genesis 45, 4 through 5, and then 15. Okay, this is talking about when, G when Joseph finally said, hey, I'm Joseph, I'm your broski, and uh, their response. Okay, please come closer, he said to them, so they came closer. 
And he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine, oh wait, I can just skip forward. Yeah, well, I can do 15. So um, you see right here that his mindset about his giftings changed. His mindset about what God had for him changed. It was no longer everybody is going to bow to me because I'm the best. It was God sent me here ahead of you so that way I can provide for you guys. Because he, he realized in the end that his giftings wasn't for himself, it was for his brothers. In the same way, you have something in you, and that friction that you have, these two brothers, the friction that they had is because that they had gifts to give one another. So don't necessarily get rid of a relationship just because you have friction, because sometimes you have something there, and all it takes is to, to look in the diamond in the rough. And that's what we saw with Joseph and his brothers. And then I want to say uh, verse 15. Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them. And they began talking freely with him. Um, his, God wants you to have restored relationships. He doesn't want that relationship that you have, that you're like, man, it sucks so hard. I just want to get rid of it. God, why won't you just get rid of it? He doesn't want it to end that way. And I would argue that if it's not good yet, it's not over. Um, just like it takes two to fight, which it does. It takes two to, to make a fight, like I was saying earlier. It takes two forgivers to have a restored relationship. And that's what you see with with Jacob, with Jacob, with Joseph and his brothers. Um, I wanted to uh, pull up, if you wanted to start pulling up the last one, and I'll set it up for you. Um, Ian, which is the younger, sensitive, pessimist one, he had a list of things that he wanted to do with his dad that he never got to do. And his whole life, he wanted to do these things with his dad. He wanted to do things like learn how to drive a car and, you know, play ball with his dad things that a lot of us take for granted when we don't have a dad. Um, and he has this list, the whole movie, and he's waiting this whole time that they're on their quest to, to do these things with his dad before his dad has to go away. And um, this is at the moment right after the last clip that we saw where he gets really mad at his brother, and he's like, this is all your fault. You're a toxic person in my life. I'm out of here. And he takes his dad on the little dog dog leash <laughs> and he takes him over to a cliff and while he's at that cliff he starts thinking about that list and how he never got to do it and so you can go ahead and play it god had things in store for them and he wanted to use each other to bring about the things that they've always wanted and how many relationships in our lives are we fighting from? How many are we running from? And how many are we merely coexisting with that we're hindering the things that God has for us? Because God wants to fulfill our dreams, guys. But if we're constantly fighting against the people in our lives, I don't know how many dreams with this person, I don't know how many things that are on my heart that I won't ever get to see 
or that I'll have to postpone because I've been a jerk, just because of their rude. Um, can you bring up the last one? It's 128.57. That'll work. This is your room. Snuggles. It's a really good movie, guys. Highly suggest this movie. Well, why don't you watch it? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, how many of you know that God put Milo in Luella's life. How many of you know that? My children are in each other's lives for a reason. Yet how many of you question your relationships with your siblings and why God put them in your life? Why on earth they're in your family? Or that one crazy aunt that you're like, why the heck are they in my family? <laughs> I don't have a specific person in my mind. Um, it's really easy to see Luella and Milo and how they're so opposite. Milo is messy, he is wild all over the place, and he is constantly running into things. And he has the sweetest heart, the snuggler. Luella does not want to be touched 90% of the time, and she is glittery, and she is particular and picky. They're so, she cleans up after herself. She cleans up after Bubba. How many of you know that they are completely opposite? Makes me wonder what Bennett's going to be like, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, how many people that are opposite of your personality do you question what the heck? And you just want to be with people who are a lot like you. Because it's a lot easier to love people that are a lot like you because you see from where they're coming from. But uh, it's a lot harder, a lot harder to, to look at other people and be like, you think differently than me. You're a different person. You, you work differently than me. 
but I know where you're coming from. You've got to believe the best in them. That's really hard to do. And so I challenge you guys this week to think about it. Who is that person that you're thinking of that you're like, I hate them. (laughs) I want them out of my life. I hate that sibling. I hate that person in my school, that person in church who always comes up to me. I don't like them. They're completely opposite of me. I want you guys to think about what next? What next for your relationships? How can you not run? How can I lean in further to what God has for me with them? Because I guarantee you that it's good, guys, because every person on this world Jesus died for, which means there's gold inside of them. You've got to kind of sift through the dirt first, yo. So um, I feel like we should break up. One, one girl group, one guy group, right? I guess that just leaves me with the girls, yo. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't have any questions. But I just think that we should talk about not necessarily the exact person. Don't name drop, yo. That's rude. Because, like, you know, the people that you're in the group with will know them and you don't want to gossip. But... Just start talking about the relationships in your lives. Start talking about how you can serve them instead of cutting them out. Start talking about what's next for you guys and how to build healthy relationships. Because John, Isaac, James, myself, Katie, all these people who are in your lives are navigating this with you. And we probably have a little bit of good advice for you. And I would just say just don't give up on your relationships. Don't give up on your friendships and your your brotherhood with your friends. So that's all I got for you tonight. It's kind of open-ended. Sorry. Oh, you do? Oh, you're the best.